What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I'm here with Anthony and Mike, and we are discussing The Marbles. Just came out in theaters this weekend. I want to talk about it, and I want to hear your opinions on it, because I'm getting the feeling from Anthony's comment a few minutes ago that he is very, he is less than enthusiastic about this movie. Whatever. First, yeah, first I have some legitimate, legitimate concerns, but we can start with Mike, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first thoughts, Michael, and nothing like just basic thoughts. Did you like it? Did you not like it? All right. I like this movie. I thought it was a good movie. It was uneven in some parts, but for some reason, Marvel movies have been plagued with this writing unevenness for like the last few movies. Mm -hmm. It seems like there's a lot of places in it that could have been written better, some things that could have been done better. However, Iman Vellani is a star. I love this girl. She is fucking awesome. I love her to death. I think I, I actually like Brie Larson in this too. I think Brie Larson came back from being when they called her wooden in the other one. I think that she gave actually really good performance in this one. I'm not sure. I don't know what they're doing with Tiana. It's like, here's the thing. I I loved her performance in WandaVision. I just think that they didn't give her enough here. Or, or whatever they wrote for her, she just she couldn't get into her performance for some reason for me. That's my opinion. I just, I didn't think that she could, that she really got into her performance the way that Imani did and the way that Brie did. And it's like, I just, I felt like they could have given her a little bit more, especially with that fucking end credit scene. I'm like, come the fuck on. It's like, he really wasn't in that end credit scene. But we'll 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 get to that. But but like but I but I really like this movie. I like how they injected interjected um interjected Kamala's parents and and her brother into it. Even though they left her wife left his wife out of it, you know they, they just got married and he, and he's gallivanting in the space. But I, I'm not even going to go there. Um, uh, Samuel L. Jackson kind of <sighs> okay. Um, see, you look at it, and I'm getting like Anthony. I'm like, God damn it. I'm noticing a pattern. It's like none of the black people seem like they wanted to be there. I'm like, what the fuck? I, I needed <laughs> I, I needed more. From Thank you these. for saying that. That's what I wanted you to go first. <laughs> I got I mean, I got it. I, 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 it had to be said because Tiana's performance there. It's like Imani's performance was fucking outstanding. Brie actually had a much better performance than she's had previously. And it's like the fight choreography was great. I mean, the Flurkins stole the show, of course. Yes, yes. Because Flurkins, little babies eating people and taking them in spaceships. Yeah, yeah, whatever. That's fine. Um, Tom Hiddleston's wife. Uh, why are all the black people not in this movie? <laughs> Okay. Okay. Look, I love the movie. I think I think that for some reason there are certain characters that didn't seem to be like enthralled in the movie. So that's my opinion. Okay, Anthony, we're going with you. <laughs> okay, so let me start by saying it was a fun movie. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. I had a great time. 
I had some issues though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> much, much the same as Mike. Like one of the first things I thought thought of was that Tiana. There were some scenes where it was like she was kind of lost. Like she was just there, mm-hmm. and maybe and and seemed like she was sort of. I don't want to use the word spaced out, but and I don't want to say effort. It was as if she wasn't given any direction. Okay, I mean, like she was just kind of over there. Oh, she smiled, make a joke, laugh, but it wasn't like she was really, really invested. Um, and was she pregnant at this time? I, I, I don't know. I think she may have been, but I don't think they had anything to do with it. I don't think so either. But I, I, I have think, a different, I have a different viewpoint I, I, on on that from y'all. So, um, because she had some moments where. Like especially when she was had her thing with um with um Captain Carol. Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Carol. There was some moments where I was like, okay. But there were some other times when like it was as if she was just like the, the third wheel, fourth wheel or whatever, mm-hmm. and wasn't really involved. Mm-hmm. Um the choreography was great. I like the fight choreography. Now, my biggest issue and Michelle the person who I live with, I'm related to by marriage. She said, okay, so I was like, Samuel Jackson, this Nick Fury was not the same Nick Fury we saw in Secret I agree. I agree. I don't know who this Nick Fury was. I said I hadn't seen him before. Michelle's like, no, you have. He was in the first in Miss Marvel. He he was in the Captain Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. That that they sort of went back to that character. But that doesn't work for me because we just saw him in Secret Invasion. And this takes place after Secret Invasion. So, and even if it took place before Secret Invasion, he's still not the same Nick Fury. So I was just sort of confused. And then he was borderline buffoonery. He was just being a buffoon. He wouldn't, it's like he was just there for comic relief. And that's not how I want my Nick Fury. I yeah, he, was, he, was, he, he was giving setup lines. It's like, like, remember, like Monica Rambo couldn't fly. He was like, "Black Girl Magic," and I'm like, "The fuck did that come from?" I actually right. like that and, part. <laughs> and, but it's not Nick Fury. It's I, not I, Nick I, Fury. Line, but that's not if a it Nick was Fury anybody line. else. Mm-hmm. If right. it was Evan Ross, it would be great. You know what I mean? It would be a great line for him. But it was like, okay. They were trying, it's like they were trying to meld two different styles together mm-hmm. between Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel, the movie and the TV show. So you sort of had them trying to meld this together. And then and Nick Fury and 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 Tiana were just like side things that didn't really fit in what they were trying to do. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. that 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 made me unsettled with this movie because it just didn't seem like some of the pieces didn't make sense. They didn't work. And, okay. but, but, but it was fun. I mean, I'd watch it again. It was fun. Like for, for example, real quick, real quick, the moment when she put the mind things on and all three of them were laying down mm-hmm. and, and Danvers accidentally stuck on the image of her mom. When they came out of that, I hated her reaction to, I was like, you need to react stronger than that because you thought that she left her behind. You thought that she didn't care, and you saw that she sat with her while she was while you were while you were dusted. She sat with her. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, I didn't see, I didn't get like the, yeah. I, it, I, it, I didn't get a reaction from this. It's like, I didn't get the reaction I was expecting. It's like, I didn't see any emotion from her. I saw some emotion, but it's like, I didn't see enough emotion where you saw that, what she saw. You know what I'm saying? It's like, she just, it's like she just kind of glossed over the fact that she was literally telling Carol, you know, you, you're not, you, I need you to like, you know what I'm saying? Like the whole conversation they had, it was as if she didn't even see that happen and she didn't right. have the reaction to it. And I was just like, okay, that should have given her some insight into what Carol was thinking, but no. So I looked at all of that. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Very different. Sorry. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. And one other thing, like, what where was Carol's remorse, which she did to to the to Cree? Like you you basically committed genocide or was about to commit genocide. Mm-hmm. You didn't go back and check on them. You didn't go back and, and do any of that. And even if you did go back and you saw what was happening, you didn't try to fix it or do anything about it. It seems like she was just so nonchalant and cavalier about the whole situation. And yeah, I understand now she was reaping the I don't want to say benefits. She, she was reaping what she felt. The consequences of her mm-hmm. actions or whatever. But it's almost as if she didn't really didn't really understand the ramifications of what she had done. And I don't think she did. And I think that was the whole point. So I looked at this from a different perspective all around. Um, I do have some of the same, you know, feelings about things that you guys have already touched on. It was a very fun movie. I love the choreography. Um, As far as Nick Fury, I also looked at it as this was a completely different Nick Fury than we got in Secret Invasion. And I was actually thankful for that because I was not impressed with Secret Invasion Nick Fury. I mean, we've already talked about that show and how that show fell very, very low from what our expectations were for what it was going to be and how it fits into the the bigger MCU picture. But um, Nick Fury, for me, through the Avengers movies, he's always been one that's, I won't say comic relief, but he's always had like the snippy one-liners and the um, uh, injecting a little bit of comedy into certain situations. So it wasn't that off for me um what i saw him doing in this film there, there's a difference that. between making wisecracking and being a buffoon in this movie he was borderline buffoonery mm-hmm. he's he more was, sarcastic in his in his like tone in right. his comments than anything and, like, i didn't get i hardly got any sarcasm in this movie and like, and and just to your point and then i, I apologize for interjecting but like he wasn't in the previous incarnations of Nick Fury even in Secret Invasion it was more about his actions that I had issue with in Secret Invasion not necessarily his performance Mm -hmm. so Nick Fury as a character overall was okay in Secret Invasion it's just I didn't think that those were the decisions or that's not how Nick Fury would be but Mm -hmm. when you put it in the context of the PTSD then okay maybe this could be something I could be okay with mm-hmm. as far as his performance, as far as his characterization. But this, this was not any version of Nick Fury that I recognized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I get it. I get it. Um, 
the other thing I was going to say as far as um, Tayana's performance as Monica Rambeau, I think what we're looking at with her, at least what I came away with it for her, you have a person who, especially for the last few years, has been through a ridiculous amount of, of, of personal trauma. You know, this is somebody who was snapped, came back from the snap to find out her mom had died. Um, as far as she knows, her Aunt Carol abandoned her when she was a little kid. You know, she left with the saying, I'll be back before you know it. And she never showed, you know, she never came back. So you have her feeling abandoned by her Aunt Carol. And then she goes through the stuff in WandaVision. She goes through the hex and and she comes out with these powers. And, you know, this is somebody who has had to deal with all of this on her own. You know, because obviously if you've been gone for five years, pretty much I'm, I'm sure whatever friendship circle she had at the time, that probably was shattered because, I mean, you can't really keep up friendships if you're gone for five years. You know what I'm saying? So you have that situation with her. And then we've seen that like in WandaVision and even at the beginning of this movie, whenever Carol is mentioned, it's kind of a okay, I don't want to talk about her. I don't want to talk to her. And obviously there are some, some feelings of resentment there with Monica. And we mentioned that when we talked about WandaVision. So in this movie, one, she gets to, she gets to be face-to-face with Carol for the first time in like 30 years. She's not mentally prepared for it. She's not emotionally prepared for it. And then you have this situation where her powers are being intertwined with Carol's powers and this new person, Kamala Khan. And so not only is she having to deal with the uncomfortableness of being in this, being in this space and being in this situation with somebody she's not ready to deal with emotionally, then you have this third person in this group, this young person, someone who is kind of reminiscent of what she was as a child. You know, this is someone who was very besotten with Captain Marvel or, I mean, you know, yeah, with Captain Marvel or Carol. And, you know, it's like, I felt like she was, she really was on the outside looking in. You know, Mike, you mentioned she was, she was like a third wheel, like she didn't know what to do. And I felt like that was on purpose because she's in the space where she wants to she wants to do the right thing she wants to help she wants to help do you know save the world save whatever she's supposed to do but she's also in this space where you have this woman that you're kind of uncomfortable being around right now because you haven't seen her since you were a child and you have all of this resentment because you feel like she abandoned you then you have this other person in here who is basically acting like a a version of you when you were that age, someone who was clearly taken with, uh, you know, your aunt, you, you know, idolized her and all this other stuff. And I feel like there was a little bit of resentment and jealousy there on her part and that she was trying not to, I feel like she was trying not to acknowledge that because of course, this is something Kamala has been pulled into. She doesn't know what's going on. So it's not like this is something that's happening on purpose. But she has some trauma there that she has not had a chance to properly address. And then she's thrown into this situation. And I feel like that was what we were seeing 
in this film. And it's like, after she and Carol had that discussion where she basically told Carol, you abandoned us, you left us. And Carol told her about what happened on Holla and how she felt like she couldn't come back until she fixed it because she didn't want Monica to see that version of her. Things started being different for her from that point on in the movie. So I really looked at it like all of that was on purpose. You know, I didn't look at it and say, oh, she doesn't have direction. Oh, she does. She acts like she doesn't want to be here or, you know, it didn't throw me in that sense. I really felt like that was a part of the, um, of the character that she was playing. And it was just that emotional thing. Like she's, tr she's still trying to keep Carol at arm's length. And Carol, of course, we have to remember for years, she thought she was Cree. She had been brainwashed. She had been manipulated. She thought she was Cree. She had no emotional ties to these people because she didn't remember them. So a lot of what we saw in the first movie or in the Captain Marvel movie was her being this Cree person and then finding out that she actually was human and that she had been changed by this, you know, this series of events and her trying to reconcile the new person that she was to the old person that she was. And I think that's a lot of why I didn't really connect with her in that first movie, because like I said, um, when we discussed um, Secret Invasion a couple of weeks ago, I didn't even remember the first, uh, the Captain Marvel movie until I rewatched it. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember this. But then now you have her in this film and she knows who she is. She's been trying to reconcile that, but at the same time, she's dealing with the trauma that she had from, you know, what um, Jude Law's character did to her. I can't remember his name. And so I just felt like that was just like, that was what we were seeing in this film. We were seeing them try to reconcile all of this stuff and all this trauma that happened, but still trying to do what they were supposed to do to save Hala or to fight this Darben or whatever the case was. And um, it just, to me, it felt like, I'm trying to think. So the way that I looked at it, as far as all of this stuff and then with Darben and all this, I was like, okay, so they have this trauma that they need to deal with. They dealt with it and then they moved on and they, you know, kept pushing forward. And it wasn't one of those things where it was like, like Monica's character, I think what we're used to seeing with people who are in a position like her with Carol, you're used to seeing them act out. You're used to seeing them having emotional responses, uh, kind of like what you were expecting from her, Mike, after they came out of the little mind meld thing. But I just think it, it for her, I think she was just more so, okay, we need to do this. We need to do this. I don't have time to have this breakdown. I don't have time to be emotional because that's not going to help anything. That's kind of the, the mentality I get from her. So I looked at it completely different on that, on, you know, in that respect. I get that. But it, I mean, I, I think maybe my expectations, I mean, I am I am the Marvel apologist of the group, so maybe my expectations were just up here because I really liked her in WandaVision, the little bit that we saw of her in WandaVision. Mm -hmm. That made me very excited for this movie mm -hmm. because I was like, okay, she's going to kill this shit. She, she's going to tear it up. It's like I was looking forward to her, you know, like you just like 
really exploring the role. And maybe it's not her. Maybe it's what maybe it's the script that was written. I mean, it just seems like but it just seemed like they didn't like she didn't have enough to do to give her character the life that they gave Kamala Khan. Like Kamala has life all over this movie. And but like the Brie other Lars thing is Monica has not like we've gotten a little part of Monica's origin story, but she has not had like a whole movie or a whole series dedicated just to her character. And I think that's part of the problem. Like we've seen Captain Marvel's backstory. We've seen what happened to her. We we got a whole movie about that. Same for Kamala Khan. We basically got a whole movie in the form of six episodes telling us about who she was, how she got her powers, and exploring her character. We haven't really had that with Monica, and that's part of the problem. Because and, even and when we were introduced to her, she was a side note in Wanda's story. And then we got that little bit of her in, you know, when we find out about the blip and everything. We haven't gotten the full background about Monica Rambo. And I think that's part of the problem because you're putting her in this in this um, story with these other two very well-established characters when we still don't really know much about her and we really don't know much about her personality, about what makes her who she is, about how she got into all of this. I mean, obviously she got into this because of Carol and that influence, but we still don't know really know who she is. And I think that's part of the problem. I think that's that's probably what is missing from this movie. Um, this was their opportunity to give us Monica Rambeau because, you know, just based off of what we have discussed in the past, I know I've said we don't need to have the TV show to get... We didn't need that with Kamala. Like, if you didn't watch Miss Marvel, you got a lot about her in this movie. Mm -hmm. You know, you you understand kind of what she is. Same thing with Captain Marvel. Miss um, Marvel and Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. But with Monica, you don't really get anything. Mm -hmm. Like you get the throwaway line. Oh, yeah, I walked through a thing, you know, a force seal created by a hex, by a witch. That's how I got my powers. Mm -hmm. And that was it. I'm saying so, you know, this was the shortest MCU movie. So we're talking about 15 to 20 minutes of character development that could have been thrown in mm -hmm. that us Marvel fans wouldn't have minded. Yeah. I wouldn't have minded. I understand it. Everything you said, and I, and I and I I almost completely agree with you. It's just that what it sounds like to me is that you have you can do two things with this movie. You can fill in the gaps with how you know with what you think is supposed to happen, mm -hmm. or you can be like, "There's gaps, and you're not filling it in." So I'm in a space where her like since i don't get her talking about her trauma or showing or acting out or showing us that she's been affected by this since i don't see that or get that then it's missing because i'm not just going to assume well she's acting that way because of her trauma mm -hmm. I, I need a little bit more and it's a little bit i don't want to say disheartening but we have seen the writers for these mcu things do a really good job at dealing with characters who have trauma. Mm -hmm. Like that is something that has been consistent throughout everything that we've seen, no matter how good or bad the movie is, 
we we always get get a lot of characters dealing with trauma even in eternals Mm -hmm. you have characters dealing with trauma right right and and they do a good job of it it's just that here we have two characters who have trauma one character who has a lot of it and has it had to confront it and here she is confronted with it and we don't get any i I don't get anything to grasp on with that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i don't want to assume that she's acting like that because she's traumatized because i don't get any indicators for it Mm -hmm. you know i would prefer to see her act out emotionally i'll prefer to see her yell at carol or be snippy at carol Mm -hmm. you know even as a pilot and she's being logical and trying to be straightforward and trying to get her job done you are still a human and you still have emotions. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel like I was getting that from her. So even when they're on the planet where people sing to communicate with each other, which I thought was great. Um, <laughs> I love that. I, wait, wait I you did? I wait, did. You I thought it was that? great. Like, I, I actually like that because wow. it, wasn't like, it wasn't like, oh, we're having a musical episode. No, you're on a planet where they communicate through music. I'm totally down for that. Uh, or through singing. Right. So, so, like, instead of her being like this, she could have been like, this is absolutely ridiculous. We need to save these people or whatever. It's like, oh, I'm just going to stand over here and I'm going to dance and do do things off to the side that don't really make any sense. Mm-hmm. So there were scenes like that that just kind of bothered me. Like, I wanted more from her. I wanted more story. I wanted to see more of her emotions. Like, Mike said, Kamala, her emotions are all over the place. Yeah. And it was evident and it was obvious. Same but thing. But Kamala's with, also still a 16 year old girl. Right. So but she's even, acting. But, but we got it with Carol. 16, yeah. But we got it with Carol too. We just didn't get it with Monica. Maybe a beat or two here or there. Mm-hmm. But this was your opportunity to introduce this character to the MCU audience who didn't know her or hadn't seen her or don't have any experience with her mm-hmm. if you don't have the background information about her if you don't have all that stuff if you didn't have that little monta you wouldn't really care about her like you're not investing in who she is mm-hmm. and what she is yeah. and so i think that would have made the 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 post credit scene more impactful because here she is confronting with her mom mm-hmm. or to her who is her mom Okay, and I guess it's a little personal to me because I didn't have, just like her, I didn't have that last moment with my dad before he died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She didn't have that last moment with her mom before he died. I know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. I know what that looks like. Right. That's that's not right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's, yeah. To me, personally, yeah, that, that doesn't work for me. I do feel like they... And, oh, I'm sorry. And, and her reaction to Carol is not the same as my reaction to my family that could have done something about it, mm-hmm. you know, made it possible for me to do that mm-hmm. or at least be there for me in that way. Mm-hmm. That's not. So for me personally, I'm not speaking for everybody, but for me, her, her performance was not authentic to her experience Okay. because of my experience. Okay. I got it. I get you. Um, I do think that, especially with the way that they've been coming out with these series and stuff, they should have done something with Monica before this movie came out. Like, honestly, this could have been, we we could have gotten something about her 
in place of what we got for Secret Invasion because Secret Invasion really had nothing to do. Like, there was nothing about Secret Invasion that we needed to know in order to watch Miss Marvel. You you get what I'm saying? Because everything that happened in that series, none, none of that, there was nothing referred to that in Miss Marvel. I mean, uh, in the Marvels. We didn't need Secret Invasion right now. They could have given us Secret Invasion next year. They would have had some time to tweak it or to really think about what they were doing with that show before giving it. Because again, even with this one, I can't tell whether or not this was before Secret Invasion or after Secret Invasion because of the way Nick Fury was. He was completely different. We didn't see his we didn't see his wife. We didn't hear him mention anything about this scroll invasion takeover that's happening on Earth. None of that stuff came up. So why did we even need to have that back then? They could have given us six episodes on Monica Rambeau, or even if it wasn't just about her, because like you said, Anthony, unless you actually watched WandaVision and, and the stuff about her, you really wouldn't care about her character because we don't know enough about her character at this point. They could have done something, even if it was give us a few more parts of her in a different um, Disney Plus show. Like it could have been just like she piggybacked off of WandaVision. They could have put her in something else where we would have gotten to know her character. They could have stuck her in Falcon and the Winter Soldier or they could, you know, it just... I mean, they, they could have put I mean, her in Secret Invasion. I was just about to say that. They could have put her in Secret Invasion and it would have made more sense. Now, I do understand also that because the Marvels was delayed, I think I think it was pushed back twice. I understand that probably also messed up the way that those timelines were supposed to be just like it was with Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Black Widow introducing that Valentina character. Maybe. Yeah, there were, there were there were a lot of reshoots in this movie too. Like they yeah. they reshot a lot because they added Brie Lar more parts with Brie Larson in it because they didn't have her in it as much as they did before, mm -hmm. which is ironic because it seems like she was in the movie the whole time and didn't take anything out. But I agree with you because look what look at what even Invincible did. Invincible gave us two or three episodes about Adam Eve that we didn't even ask for, but that actually gives us more understanding of her character. Like out of the blue, they could have done that. We don't, we didn't need a whole season. They could have just done like a little mini series, like mean, a one shot, a one shot, like they did werewolf, like like the like the werewolf one or the you know, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. They could have done something. In in all fairness, uh, I will say this: in all fairness to to Disney and Marvel, it's not the first time they've done this. Like that's that's what they did with the Black Panther. Like they just kind of interjected him into a movie, mm -hmm. but. But but that one. But then they gave worked. us a whole movie about him. Then you got a whole movie about him afterwards, right? Mm -hmm. But his. But that actually worked because with because the Chad, Chad acted well in that movie, though. He it's did, like, and you also had him, his, he gave you emotion in that movie. Yeah, because you also had his the inciting incident, which is his father being mm -hmm. killed. That it was a part of the story. They, it didn't seem like they tried to weave Monica's story into this as much. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So. And and like I said, between that and between and Nick Fury, it's it's very hard to to consider this a really good movie, even though it is entertaining and enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes it's all you can ask. I would have said less Flurkins and more Monica, 
because no. I'm not no. I'm not gonna lie. No. I think after one or two of the crew members got sucked in, I didn't need like ten minutes of it. You know, I, I really yeah. didn't. I, I, I get you. I, I get you. Yeah. But I mean I you, you, you know, you know, you know, you know, not going to say no to to like a shit ton she's, of cats on her train. You know, good damn well that she's not going to say she's that. I know she's not. I know she's not. She's biased towards this. I am. <laughs> she's got a bunch but, of but, I, 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 I hate cats. And I thought I thought that that moment, but that was actually that was like because it reminded me of the triples in Star Trek. I was like, OK, these motherfuckers are everywhere. They're falling out of every orifice in this space station. I'm like, shit. But no, then the I, way they. <laughs> Go ahead. Now, now I will say this: if we had to do less of something in order to get more of Monica, we could have did less of Darben because I will say that is the one thing I did not really care for in this movie. Um, I like the fact that they gave us just like they gave us female um, protagonists, they also gave us a female antagonist. That's one of the things I do love about this movie. It was very female. It wasn't about trauma being caused by a man or Darben didn't have like her motivation wasn't because she lost the love of her life because Carol Danvers killed him it wasn't that type of of revenge or villain origin story I appreciated that so much um, because usually whenever it comes to female villains or female bad guys it's always having to do with that kind of trauma so I, I very much appreciated that um at the same time, I was not really impressed with this villain. She just, she felt, if you talk about a um, a performance that did feel kind of wooden for me, it was hers. For someone who was supposed to be so angry at Carol Danvers because of what she did. And, and granted, we know what Captain Marvel did as far as taking out the Supreme Intelligence we know that she wasn't thinking beyond what had happened to her. You know, they basically took her life away from her and they manipulated her. They basically mind raped her. Let's, let's put it in those terms. So I can understand her, her anger and going and, and doing what she said she was going to do. She said she was going to take down the Supreme intelligence. She wasn't thinking about what the after effects were going to be for that. And she wasn't thinking that that was something that was going to catastrophically destroy this planet, because why would she think that? You know what I'm saying? But for someone who is supposed to be so angry about what had happened to her planet and to be so emotional about it when she says what's going on. I didn't feel that from her. You know what I'm saying? It just, it just didn't, her performance just didn't hit me the way I feel like it should have. I'm, I'm going to say something and I'm not saying they were plagiarizing, but I understand story structure. If you go back and watch the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Is that the right one? With Ronan? Yes. It it, it follows a very similar sh- story structure. Um, it does. It, it, it does. It, it, it does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really does. And, you know, wa- sitting there watching it, I'm like, this is like another version of Guardians of the Galaxy. And I don't know. It 
they've done this before and it kind of doesn't really work because just because the structure worked before and was very successful doesn't mean it's going to work again Mm -hmm. and ronan is not a well-liked villain in the mcu like no one really cares for him because he he really wasn't much of anything other than oh i'm going to destroy the universe Mm -hmm. you know and and that or destroy the um What I forgot what they were called. He was going to destroy them, the Nova Corps and the mm-hmm. Nova whatever. And that's sort of the same feeling here. She's like, oh, her only motivation is it seems like it's to save Hala, but she's really more interested in hurting Carol. Yeah, because yeah. she targeted the worlds that Carol called home mm-hmm. to, to get to to save her planet. So, yeah. and even in the end, when Carol's like, oh. I can relight your son. I can save Hala. Well, let me go do that. She's like, no, I want to kill you anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I want to hurt you anyway. And I'm not the, 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 the what do they call them? The mustache twirling villains. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really mm-hmm. care for that. Like, I love Guardians of the Galaxy, but Ronan was sort of a wasted character. Right. Here, same thing. Darban's sort of kind of a wasted character. Mm-hmm. Like, you could have done so much with him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, Wooden is the perfect description for her performance because it's like, I got nothing from her performance. It's like, for her, like, trying to save her world and destroy Carol Denver's at the same time, it's like, I'll give her, I'll I'll, I'll actually give her that she, when, when she was doing the fight choreography with everybody, like, she was really good doing all that. That part like, was I, good, I, yes. I, yeah, I appreciate that. But it's like when she was doing her lines, I was like, like it, it was something missing. It's like I just didn't believe her. Like yeah. I didn't, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't put it together. It's like, you, like she was just kind of, again, I just like the common theme of this movie. It's like they're characters that are just there. Yeah, and it's like. I and I wanted so much more for her because this is like I mean this is like a big moment it's like we have a black director we have and we have, have have people of color in the main cast that are like main characters it's like I wanted more for her Nia DaCosta and every everybody every person of color involved in this and it's just I I just I just feel like there was something lacking I'm just reading this. It says director Nia DaCosta stated in the interview that this film would be more mature and emotional. Captain Marvel and more similar to the motif of WandaVision and Black Widow. Black Widow, really? And I... And the only the only way that I can see that it's similar in that sense is because you have a child who has grown up with various traumas, loss of a mother figure, loss of her actual mother, um, going through this where she she got her powers and all of this other stuff, and now she's having to reconcile with this person. In a sense, Monica's story kind of sort of does mirror Natasha's in that way you know, with that trauma and, and losing the parents and all of that other stuff. But so I kind of, I, I do get that. Um, but again, I just feel like with Darben, it just, 
I don't know. They could have brought Jude Law, Jude Law's character back, and that would have made more sense to me. It would have made more sense if he was the one who was upset about what Carol did and wanting revenge. That would have made total sense to me. But this person that they've brought in, it's like. Even when they did the flashback where she got where where like Danvers buried her under the ceiling, it's just like, OK, that's kind of it's like. They did. They kind of did the same thing with the spot in Beyond the Spider Verse, like where they explained where he came from. But it's like, because you know they're like he, yeah, he would he would bagel, then the collider collider blew up and it and they turned him into a spot. Mm -hmm, but it's mm -hmm. like with this one, it seemed to kind of lack. I mean, you know, I understand that you know destroying destroying the central special intelligence like caused all caused a whole lot of damn caused a whole lot of problems okay cool but it's like it just seems like i didn't get that from her mm -hmm. it's like i just didn't get it from her it's like she was like yes this happened i'm trying to trying to bring i'm stealing air from here and giving it to my people that i'm stealing water from there and giving it then i'm gonna steal your son and give it and it's like i didn't get I would have preferred some snidely, some more snidely whiplash, mustache twirling, like you know. It's like I would have, I would have appreciated her being more mad and being more not and being more sinister. I would have appreciated a lot her being way more sinister about this and mm -hmm. trying to, but they, but but they tried to make her and they tried to give her compassion. Like make her a compassionate, com compassionate character in addition to making her the bad guy, which gave us this. And it's like, I think I could have done with her being a little less compassionate, being a little bit more, more of a kind of a tyrant leader than like a leader who was trying to inspire her people saying, I'm going to fix this and I'm going to get air for us and do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would rather her be more of a tyrant and be more like Ronan and just be mean, be meaner and be tougher and just be overall just more of a bad, more of a bad guy and a selfish kind of nefarious person. But she wasn't. Yeah. I think that's what she needed. Yeah. It just, that performance just kind of fell flat for me. It was one of the, it was probably, I would say it was probably the sole thing that I disliked about the movie because everything else I I liked or I loved. Like you know, I I didn't really have a lot of complaints about this music uh, about this movie, um, except for what we what we've already you know discussed. But um, I want to start talking about some of the good stuff. So the first thing I'm going to say is this. Don't say flurkins. Uh, well Florkins are that's a given we already know this <laughs> but I know we haven't had a chance yet to talk about Miss Marvel on this podcast and I promise y'all who are listening Nick we are going to get to it <laughs> but I will say yes, this I, I've, been, I've been the one that's bugging her about it too yeah I will say this this movie definitely cemented for me the fact that Kamala Khan is one of my favorite characters to come out of the MCU and I fucking love her family i'm so glad we did get to see them in this film they were hilarious i loved it i absolutely loved it she was like a joy from start to yeah. finish and i love the fact that when they introduced her in this film they introduced her scenes 
in the style of the Miss Marvel um, show with the comic, yeah. you know, the animation in the background. I loved it. I was like, yes, this is what we need. It was, I, I loved it. I, I just absolutely loved it. I loved her, her enthusiastic um, responses to Carol Danvers. I loved her being over the top with Nick Fury. I loved her, her excitement and confusion and yet fear like she was very realistic for me as far as a, a new a new superhero still learning you know the ins and outs of her powers and and what's going on and just trying to figure out what what the hell did I get myself into but at the same time once she realized what was going on she was on it like those fight scenes and the interchanging of all three of them and not missing a beat when it comes to the fight. That was like the best part of the film. I absolutely loved that. And I was so glad. I was like, I'm so glad I'm seeing this at IMAX. Because it's just, it was wonderful. I loved it. Yeah, I, I loved you. She was definitely the best part of the movie. I even, her, she was so good in this movie. I, I, I dispelled my disbelief at the way that she actually was an, an incredible fighter. I'm like, how did she become an incredible fighter again? I'm like, fuck that shit. I don't care. This shit looks really trained. She trained. Okay. The way she was fighting, I was like, okay, she's really good at fighting and she's supposed, she's supposed to have just gotten her powers and learned how to like listen like after, no, she got, way, after she was getting her after. ass kicked by the gym way. no it's not no, it's I don't not. think it was too far too far from the events of her show but after she got her ass kicked the way she did by the gym she was probably like yep let me double down on my fight training mm-hmm. yeah but, but she but she was really good and it, it did and it was the the transition you were and like you said the transition between the show and the movie was seamless because they actually went back a little bit from the end credit from the CTV series mm-hmm. just to show how it linked together and I thought I thought they did that perfectly mm-hmm. and I love I love the scene where she came when she came back and they told her that Carol Danvers was in the house and she was just like I'm sorry what she was like <laughs> Captain Marvel was in my living room. <laughs> I loved it. And her parents, like Just, her like, parents could have easily been her parents could have easily been scared when these people started showing up in their house and attacking them. Her mama was like, no, grab the broom. She was fighting. Dad was fighting. Brother was fighting. They were all like, no, what we not about to do. I was like, see, this is why you don't like you, this is why you don't come into the house of people of color mm. and expect to just no, it ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna I thought, happen. I thought she was great too. Um, it was very similar to how they introduced Spider Man. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 I, mm-hmm. I, I thought because he was like, "Oh wow, this Captain Captain America." You know, it was very similar. Civil <laughs> mm-hmm. like, War. Yeah. Yeah, and being part of a team. Like, mm-hmm. am I Avenger now? You know, he's <laughs> like, "Yeah, you're an Avenger." He's like, "Yes, I'm an Avenger." He's yeah. Like, We're Marvels. I like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I, I thought yeah. she was great. That that was the for me. That was like the bright spot in the movie. Mm-hmm. And the other the other thing about that that I really liked is you know with her being that enthusiastic, and the first time she comes into contact with her hero Captain Marvel, Carol is less than nice to her. You know, 
And I love the fact that once she actually sat down and she took the time to think about it, she was like, I was, I was so not nice to you. I'm so sorry. Let's start over, you know, because it's like, she realized, okay, this is a girl who is already in way over her head. And all she's doing is she's, she's like, she's in front of her hero. And I think Carol, it might've taken her a minute to kind of get that. But I love the fact that she was able to actually look at that and be like, okay, you know what? I'm sorry. I think the thing I liked about this film the most when it comes to Carol's character is that you actually see her being more human now in this movie, as opposed to the first movie where she thought she was Cree and you saw kind of a disconnect from her human emotions. In this film, I felt like she was really, she was really getting to the point where she was understanding what she had lost because even in this film, she was telling Kamala about her having the nightmares about what the Cree did to her, her her trying to remember stuff that happened to her. Now, this has been 30 years. And Monica looked at her and she was like, you're still having trouble remembering? And Carol was like, yeah. And I, I love that we're seeing that vulnerability from Carol because of course, this is Miss Captain Marvel. She is probably the most powerful superhero in the MCU at this point, aside from Wanda. But you're getting to see that vulnerability from her. And I like the way that they're writing in there and, and, and they're showing that she is not above reproach. They're showing that she's not above apologizing for her behavior that she's not above taking responsibility for what she's done. And it's like, once she realized who Darben was and why she was coming after her, the, the weight of what she did, it sat with her. You know what I'm saying? She was like, I'm the reason that she's coming after me because I went to go destroy the Supreme Intelligence. I was the one who, you know, I don't know if she knew or not at the point that the Supreme Intelligence also controlled the sun and everything that happens to the planet. She probably didn't know. And at that time, she probably was too far gone to care because she was too pissed about what they did. But when all of that hits her, it's, it's kind of similar to Wanda holding the town hostage and not knowing that she did that. It's like you have these very powerful beings who at the time they're only thinking about their pain, their grief, their trauma, and they don't think about the consequences. And then once they realize what happens, it's like, what do I do? What do I do? But at least Carol did try to fix, you know, what, what her situation was and what she did and, and was actually able to, you know, kind of um, recompense for it. Yeah. I, the whole it's it's actually I mean it's kind of a redemption story for her and that and I think that she because people have been so disparaging about her as in like the Brie Larson's portrayal and her as a character like they've been they've said some very disparaging things about her and I, I think she had a really I don't understand why because I, I don't either I love I, the way she portrays her yeah I do too I think she I think she's doing a great job um also going back real quick um. Another part that we have to consider is that Kamala is one of the only heroes in the MCU that actually has her whole family behind her. Like it has like a mother, a father, and they and they are like actively supporting her and not and she's not hiding a secret from them and having to 
having to tiptoe around and get around and get to be their super her super persona. She doesn't have to do that because her parents her parents know and her her whole family knows what she's doing, and that's that's really that's some that's a good point for her to not be to not have that burden of hiding from hiding everything from people who she loves. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. Um, I I mean that that really messed me up. Like knowing that I mean, because like you said, Carol had blinders on. Like when she when she found out every when she found out the truth in Captain Marvel, she was like, "Fuck all y'all! I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna have my revenge, and I'm going to have it now. I don't care who gets in my way. I don't care who tries to stop me. I'm I'm busting all y'all up. Let's do this. yeah." And it's like. Yes, yes, she she needs to have some recompense for it. I mean, she did start their son back up, which is actually mm-hmm. a pretty impressive feat in and of itself. Yeah, but um, it's like, uh, yeah, she still she still kind of has to has to have a little bit of a little bit of reckoning for that. And I mean, it's like saying sorry is not really going to cut it. And and just to go back to what you said about um, Carol talking to Kamala for the first time, we also have to take into consideration that for almost 30 years, she's been operating alone by yeah. herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even she says in the movie, you know, it's nice to have a team. She hadn't had a team since she thought she was free. Mm-hmm. Like she hasn't been part of a team. I don't I don't count your game because she really wasn't part of a team. No, she you, yeah, she just kind of yeah. scooped in and and did some shit. But some yeah. Stuff. And so I can understand for her why it would be very difficult to try to relate to people and talk to people like that. Mm-hmm. You know? So I just thought that was, I, I did like that part of it because she actually admits that. She says, you know, it's, it's nice to be in part of a team again. Mm-hmm. Or or not even, not even just the part about being on a team, but having people around her because think about it, it was just her and Goose for a long time. A long time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I love Kamala. I'm so glad we got to see her in this film. That was like one of the best things about this film. The other thing, let's go back to the planet where people sing to communicate. <laughs> that was so not what I was expecting. And it was so weird because when they got to the planet and and Carol had the little the little hat thing and she was like, look, it's going to be weird. There's going to be a custom. And then she, when she said the, the custom thing, I looked, I said, oh, she married that dude that she was talking about. Mm-hmm. And then she puts it on and they start singing to her. And when they say princess, I was like, oh, oh this oh. took a turn. Oh, okay, <laughs> This took a turn. And it was that, ooh, that whole sequence. Shout out to Kamala I, for for instantly getting into it and starting dancing, dancing while they're walking into the center, walking into the courtyard. She's all, she's already like she's already like she's in a Bolly in a Bollywood movie. She's like, yeah, it, was it was similar. It was similar. It was really similar. Mm-hmm. It was outstandingly similar. That was very well done. And it's like I mean, and Monica was just like, what the fuck? And she's she was like, okay. And she had no rhythm. Okay. She didn't even have any rhythm. I'm like, damn it, woman. Come on, work with me here. She was just like, I'm like, what are you doing? And the prince happens to be bilingual. That was funny. (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. 
I love that whole, I hope that love that whole thing. And then when Carol was sitting there, she was like, just go with it. And then her, her suit changes to a dress. I was like, wait, what? And then she starts singing. That was so not what I was expecting. And I tight. thought it was going to be like, when I got over the initial, oh my God, this is so cheesy. It was really fun. Because sometimes yeah. when you see scenes like that in films, especially if it doesn't fit, it feels very cringy and you're kind of looking at it like this, like, oh my God, will this scene hurry up and be over? And I thought that I would feel that once the scene started. And I actually didn't because I thought even though it seemed very out of place and very not Carol Danvers, again, we don't know what Carol has been doing in her 30 years away from the earth. So I just... I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very funny. I thought it was very well placed. And and the thing is, they didn't it didn't last too long. They didn't, you know, overdo it. Milk it, yeah. Right. They they did exactly what they needed to do. And once she played her part, she was like, You and I need to talk. No more singing. We need to talk. And he was like, <laughs> Okay. I loved it. I was like, okay. So they, they made sure that she was there. She respected their customs. And then once she did what she was supposed to, she was like, okay, you and I need to talk. Let's go. Bam, bam, bam. This is about to happen. We're about to be attacked. Blah, blah, blah. And when old boy showed up in his arm, I was like, okay. It's about to go down. I loved it. It was so much fun. And it was, like I said, oh. it was so unexpected. Oh, shout, shout out to them for giving giving Monica Rambeau one of the, the original like Captain America slash photon um outfits when they gave when they gave when she was on they were on the plane and they they gave them like um right mm -hmm. a uniform like the 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 chiffon that she had like from her wrist going down there mm -hmm. is actually in her in one of her original one of Monica Rambeau's original costumes. Okay. And she, was like, this, shout out. she was like, this is too much. Shout out yeah. to them for acknowledging the scarf. And yeah, use the scarf. And she starts using the scarf. Mm -hmm. the yeah. Dope. Yeah. For Kamala. That was cool. Yeah. So the other good thing I want to talk about. Yes, Anthony, we're going to talk about the Flurkins now. We have to talk. We have to talk about the Flurkins. We have to talk about Goose. And the okay, first of all. I did not think that those were eggs. I thought that oh, those were brains. I thought they were brains at first. Come when on. When I first saw it. And then I was like, wait, that looks weird. And then I started thinking back and I was like, oh, Kamala's mom did say something about the fact Her that Goose looked like she was picking up some weight. Yeah. I was like. That should have been your trigger right there. That that was the moment I was like, oh, this this thing is pregnant. Well, see, I wasn't paying Where's the male flirting. Yeah, and see, that's the thing. It was a male fly, I, even though I just said she, we, they've always referred to Goose as a male. And so I didn't think that way. And then when they started talking about how many of those things were all around, I was like, at first I thought it was some kind of invasion. I was like, that wouldn't make sense. And then I thought about it. I was like, oh, wait a minute. And then when they found Goose with, the, I was like, oh, this is about so, to be a thing. Like, yeah, this so, is why we've seen all the cats in the ads. Yeah. So I think I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that whatever home planet they're from, they they have a lot of predators because creatures that do that mm -hmm. they like to multiply a lot, mm -hmm. and it's not uncommon for some creatures even on this planet to have sexes of 
they have the the reproductive organs of both they're asexual male yeah. and female mm-hmm. so uh, that that doesn't surprise me especially yeah. being an alien mm-hmm. yeah but like i'm i'm pretty sure that would explain why why goose multiplied exponentially is the, like the like the um the tribbles they're on the planet where they have a lot of natural predators mm-hmm. so they have to multiply a lot mm-hmm. and that came in handy <laughs> because when they when they had to evacuate and they only had a limited number of escape pods, I forgot who it was that came up with the idea of, oh, this is what we can do. When the flurkins started eating the people, they were like, no, let them eat you. What? what? In an automated voice, do not run from the flurkins. <laughs> that was hilarious watching right those flurkins eat the people. And then the one big dude, the b- big black dude who was throughout the whole thing, he was just like, and he actually jumped backwards. And he held his nose like he was about to yeah, die. Like he jumped in the water. Yeah. Oh Again, it was five minutes. That sequence was five minutes too long. Whatever. And it was fun. And everything after that was unnecessary. It was fun. It was fun. Because that was, I mean, when you think about it, it's actually a very I don't smart... want to. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to think about it. I mean, think about it. Think about it, Anthony. Think about it. You can either leave think some people Anthony, on the ship to die, or you can just have them be a part of a flurkin for about 10, 15 minutes, however long it takes for them to get to Earth. Again, I didn't have a problem with the process. <laughs> I had a problem with spending 10 minutes of the movie time on the process, but I can't get a deep dive on Monica Rambeau's I know. trauma issues. I know. And I felt like um I felt like they they were a little too um what's the word? I felt a little bit like a voyeur when they showed Goose sitting there cleaning her uh cleaning himself and the yeah, mom was like, was like yeah, I was like, especially the way that he was doing it, because when they turned the camera back to him, he was like very slowly wow. licking himself. And I was like, okay, why are they why are they trying to make this like weird? And then, the tentacle, weird. and then the tentacle comes out. Yeah, I was yeah. like, this is so weird. Like, why? Why? But I like the flirtings. It was fun. I like seeing all the little kittens, because I kept wondering, like, in the promos, when you see all the kittens floating around, I was like, okay, not that I'm complaining about kittens, but how does this fit into the story? I was really wondering about that, and we got it, and I like it, and we'll probably never see it again. Nope. Whatever. Whatever. Anthony's like, yep. But it was fun. We're good. Let's move um, on. Let's see. Oh, okay. So let's go ahead and talk about that end credit scene. Because... Young Avengers, wait, wait, baby. Wait, 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 Probably scene? doing it. Oh no, no, no. Okay, let's the talk about the final the scene. Movie. Let's talk about the final scene, and then we'll talk about the uh, the mid credit scene. Well, to Kamala Khan doing her doing her best Nick Fury imitation from <laughs> Iron Man. That was cute. And that showing up to Kate and Pizza Dog, I was like, okay. As soon as I saw the Labrador, I was like, oh shit, what the fuck are we doing? No, every, people in my theater, they were like, yay, yes. And some people were like, who is that? And I was like, oh, y'all obviously didn't y'all gotta go. talk. <laughs> right. So, yeah, Kate, we get a shot of Kate Bishop 
coming into her apartment or whatever and there's a figure sitting on a chair and it's Kamala Khan and like you said Mike she's doing her best Nick Fury impersonation <laughs> talking about I'm trying to put together a team and blah 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 you I think you're like, the only child superhero in the universe? Right. <laughs> awesome. Okay. I like the fact that Kate uh, apparently sensed that she was friend because the fact that Kamala didn't have an arrow going through her within the first two seconds of Kate coming in that door, I was impressed. Or, or you know, having a ball Sriracha fly at her head or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hi. But yeah, but yeah so, so we see that 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 i guess they are gonna start this whole uh what is young avengers, avengers thing yeah because what, well, you know what they were saying said, there's a there's a theory out that they were saying that since secret wars is coming out and a lot of the regular heroes might be off world that they could be they could assemble the young avengers together to take care of whatever of people trying to take advantage of that on earth mm-hmm. so that could be what 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 could happen if they do like a, a lim- like a limited series or a movie on it. So okay. yeah, it was funny. She said, "Did you know Ant Man had a daughter?" Daughter? <laughs> yep. Yeah. See, they already got three. Already got three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, which I'm sorry. <clears throat> I have a theory. <clears throat> yes, sir. Okay. So, so we have. So they've already already kind of established that they're going to have three people to put in this group that they haven't dubbed Young Avengers, but is basically leading down that path. Mm-hmm. And we know that there have been a few people who have been who have been introduced that are young Avengers. So what I'm thinking is in um in the in the upcoming Falcon Falcon movie, upcoming Captain America movie, I think there's gonna be a scene where Elijah gets his powers. I think he has them already. I don't think he has them already. No, because he because he not no, not Isaiah. No, Elijah doesn't have powers. The grandson. The grandson. He he should. How? He would have inherited them. Hmm. And they just haven't manifested yet. Well, why would I you say they haven't manifested? Because we, haven't we, had, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't see anything. He he would have he would have done something. He would have done something in Falcon Winter Soldier to show us that he had. If, maybe if, not. If, maybe if not. Isaiah knew what he knows. He is not gonna let that boy move a yeah. goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. Because I he agree. knows if he shows them that he has that's powers, okay, he they're gonna swoop in and take his ass away. Yeah, I, I so, agree with that. Yeah, I, I, can, don't, I can go along yeah. with that. But mm-hmm. yeah, he a, he inherited his powers. Okay, I can see that. And they also they're also mentioning that one or one or two one or more of the twins could show up in the Agatha in the in the Coven of Chaos or whatever Agatha. I think one of them was already confirmed to be in it. Yeah, Billy's confirmed. Yeah, Uh, Wiccan Wiccan's confirmed to be in. Spoilers. Yeah. (laughs) So all we all we need are a Hulkling, uh, Kid Nova. Well, they already introduced Scar. Yeah, they said Scar could be in there too because he was in. um, Yeah, he was in. He he was in She-Hulk. And then she hopes. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. And and I mean, they introduced Kid Loki too. I mean, you could yep, throw him in there too. Is. And isn't um, Yelena part of that as well? Sure, is. could be. Okay, okay. So they're getting so those there, there's a lot of kids Kate, out. Even though her and Kate are like early to mid twenties. Okay. Okay. Still young. That's young. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, it's, we're not we're not we're not talking about Teen Titans. We're talking about Young Avengers. Yeah, but I was gonna say I think I think Elena may be a little bit older than that. It's probably because Natasha had to be close to forty, and there wasn't that big a gap between Elena and Natasha. You know, in comic books, they pay they play fast and loose with ages. That's true. That's true. Okay. Okay. Twenty six years old. She was right. mature for her age. Yes, when <laughs> when she when she was young, she was actually three. Yeah, so now she's <laughs> and, and now she's what's 20. her name? She's she she Black Widow's probably like 30, 32. Right, exactly. Okay, yeah. okay. That that's that's what they did. They, they matured for their age. Okay, yes. so we got that so, part in the in the final scene of the movie, and then in the mid credit scene, we oh get my God. we get Monica waking up. So what happens in the movie is that Monica has to quote-unquote sacrifice herself because um Dar- darban has opened up these different she opened um, up a hole in space time yeah and and monica okay. had to use her powers to close, close it. it but she had to go on the other side which why? was in another i, I don't know i i have no why? idea why she had to go on the other side why Plot the device. only reason the only reason they had her do that was so they could tease us with Beast plot, and Binary. That's the right. only reason they did that. That's okay, but because I'll take it. I'll take it. Because at some point, that means we're, we will see Monica again. She's not completely lost. And even Carol doesn't believe that she's completely lost. She was like, hey, you know, un- until Monica comes back. But um, Oh, I got it, Mike. Because the band punched that way. It's easier to push than to pull. That's why she's on that. Are we? Are we? Are we really? Really doing the pi? Yeah, the glass was inside the house, not outside the house. So this was an inside job. Are we really doing that? Whatever the reason, it doesn't. It it doesn't matter. Monica is gone from our side of the world. That that that's that. So she wakes up in a hospital, and there is a person sitting next to her hospital bed who is the spitting image of her mother. And she wakes up and she's emotional. She's like, mom, I've missed you. I'm so glad you're here, blah, blah, blah. And and the the mon- the Maria, not Maria, is like, um, I think you have me confused with someone else. And the doctor comes in and she was like, yeah, I think she's confused. And they show us the doctor and it's Beast from the X. Oh my God. My Kelsey Grammer Beast, the best Kelsey one. I'm and sorry, I was Nick. like, I'll I'll, I'll do I'll do respect to Nicholas Holt. Kelsey Grammer's beast is the beast. Yeah. Is the one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, Nicholas Holt's beast was the younger version. So Yeah, but just I, I just like how he so matter of factly says basically, oh, she's not confused. She's from a different reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he just he just says it like, yeah, this is normal. Yeah. Mark- I mean that I mean that's how Beast was in, in the in the X-Men cartoon. He was just like he never was really surprised by anything. He was just like, "Oh, that's what happened." Okay, cool. Okay, yeah. let's figure it out. Yeah. So yeah, so um, <laughs> that that kind of further cements the idea that they are bringing the X Men to the MCU. Yay! Sort of, yeah. Sort of. Sort of. It's, got- it's still it's an alternate it's still a different reality well, we'll see when when, when, they, do secret, we'll see when they do secret wars yeah we'll see how everything pans out when secret wars happens yeah or i mean we may not even have to wait that long depending on what whatever it is they decide to put in deadpool well deadpool is still deadpool should be set 
in this universe. Devil's gonna be set down. everywhere. The devil's <laughs> gonna have a whole lot of different settings yeah. because they've already established that he can time jump, so he's gonna be fucking everywhere. So we can we don't don't even try to start to think where he's gonna be if things gonna be sex. That's just gonna be all over the fucking place. But this, so basically this at right the end here, of this film. This they, right they, here. Mm-hmm, they oh told they God. basically told us Young Avengers is coming and X-Men is coming at in, in some point. I'm here for both of it. I was just sitting yep. at the end of that movie like, yay. Yay. And shout out to shout out to Binary. Binary is a character that is actually Carol Danvers. It's a it's a it's an alternate alternate universe version of Carol Danvers. Who is actually a slight? Her power level is a little bit higher because she actually has the full power of it. She can control the full power of a star. Like she mm. is like really fucking powerful. Well, like that was also one of the many names that Monica Rambo has gone by. Right, Spectrum, Pulsar, Binary. None Pulsar. of which she took in this film because <laughs> Kamala was doing Kamala her best to give her a <laughs> You call it Professor Marvel. I was like, that's not going to stick, Kamala. She was like, I don't, I don't want a name. I don't want a name. So that also tells me, or at least I hope that the fact that they did not give her a a superhero name or a code name in this film, hopefully that means that there is still something coming that's going to give us a little bit more background on Monica to where we can get the things that we talked about at the beginning of this episode as far yeah. as connecting with her, finding out more about her backstory, that sort of thing. Yeah. I think in a lot of the online things I've seen, she's she's the spectrum version of Monica Rambo. Um since they gave Maria's binary. So yeah. I, I don't think they're gonna do Pulsar or they're definitely not gonna go Captain Marvel. Okay. So, yeah. We'll see. It's gonna be photon or spectrum. I can see it either way. I think it's gonna be spectrum. Yeah. I mean, because she talked about being able to see the full spectrum. Yeah. 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 Which is what which is why I said when we were discussing um one division, I was like, that has to be her name because like you so, can see her see the spec the mm-hmm. like light spectrum. So um just going back a little bit, I know we're talking about the post credit scene. So when Kamala put on both bands, the quantum bands, mm-hmm. And I thought, hmm, why didn't it affect her the way it affected Darban? It's because she's descended from probably the people that created them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. From and I, th- I think she kind of, yeah. And know? I think she mentioned that too, because when, when they talked about her, when Carol said something to her about it, like, are you going to be okay? She was like, these bands have found their way to me through time and space. Mm-hmm. This is my, de- I was meant for this. Yeah, and I think that's really what it was like. She was meant to have both bands, and for it to be a part of her. Yeah, and and the other thing, um, I had an interesting discussion with a, a a young man that was next to us for about fifteen minutes after the movie. <laughs> okay, and um, one of the things we talked about, he he mentioned that you know in the comic books she's an inhuman, and I thought, well. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that is saying that the gen that she's descended from are not inhuman. Mm-hmm. Or clandestines. Just, that's what it is. The clandestines. Yeah, they're, yes, they're from that's what they, uh-huh. different. Yeah, but they're just from a different dimension. Mm-hmm. Right. But they could still be inhumans. So they, they, the thing about Loki, 
we talked about it <laughs> not loki um yeah end of loki season one where we said they basically have the ability to do whatever they want whatever they want mm-hmm. they have they have the ability to do whatever they want and mm-hmm. that's that's still that is what i'm holding on to that is what gets me excited and we talked about you know he's like how are they going to get the x-men over to this universe my secret wars all of this stuff is going to be resolved in mm-hmm. secret wars mm-hmm. yep yeah especially now with oh wait i don't want to spoil loki for anybody yeah but yeah i, I was gonna say yeah, that, yeah well we'll just say especially with the events of loki season two yeah let's just put let's just put it like that so yeah, that just solidifies Secret Wars. I, I was like, I, I I see where they where where they're kind of headed. Yeah, especially but now, now we're gonna have Monica to for in another dimension, mm-hmm. and I still don't quite sure understand how the incursions work, but I think that's gonna have something to do with it. Okay, well, unfortunately, we won't we won't know for sure for a while because marvel just pushed their whole release schedule for the next year so everything that was coming out next year is being pushed to 2025 and and so on and so forth so i'm like wow. man we're not gonna get a black panther movie to like 2029 2030 by, by the time we get a black panther movie young young prince t'challa is gonna be old enough to play him right <laughs> he well, will I mean, be that really yeah that that might be the thing who knows but um mm. let's see is there anything else we need to talk about with this film um let's see um, i think we hit on most of the highlights again i just i love right. the fact that it was so so woman driven female driven i don't like that villain i just i just i just didn't yeah, I, I like again just to not to beat beat a dead horse, but I'm so looking forward to what they do with the Mavalani going forward because I think this is what this is what happens when you put somebody who knows the source material in a position where they can actually put perform the source material and make it likable and make it make it where people want to know more about it. And it's like Amal Vellani is such a Marvel nerd that she puts so much effort into her performance that you see it come out of her, mm-hmm. and that gets you that gets people excited to see what else she can do. And she's the perfect choice to be trying to gather the young Avengers because that'll get people interested in it and wanting to see what comes what comes about it. Because she's, I mean, I mean, she's really the new star, and. She, and I'm glad that she's not getting caught up in all the all the bullshit that's going on these days. Even though some people think that people haven't gone to see the movie because of because of that bullshit, which is trash. But I think I think that she she's definitely the future of this of the MCU. What bullshit are you talking about? Like the Iran Pakistani shit. Like you know. People, oh, you know, okay, 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 okay. You know, how people are stupid. Okay, okay. But it's um, like. I, I just need for the next time we see Nick Fury that Abraham Papula, who plays Dag, should be like his right hand man because I thought he was yes. amazing. He was he was he was awesome. Shout he out to him. Yeah. I really liked him. Yeah. I think that you know what? I hate to say it. It's time for Nick to Nick to step down. I it's just 
it's time because the last couple times we've seen him, he's been less of a Nick than we've than we've seen before. So it's like, and this this would have been the perfect perfect opportunity for Maria Hill to step in, but they had a killer at the beginning of fucking Secret Invasion. We are not even going there because okay. we will be here for another thirty minutes. Yeah, no, I'm talking I know. about how yeah. how dumb that decision was but yeah but but it's like i just i just feel i feel like nick i feel like samuel L. jackson bless his heart he's one of my favorite actors but he, he's showing his age like in this it's like you know i just i don't want him to go but i don't want him to embarrass himself i don't want him to make a mockery out of what he's built at how he's built this character I mean, just remember I that. What I would say is, it's necessarily him or his age. I need the writers to do their job and the give writers, him better shit to work with. Yeah, you gotta do better. That too. The writers have that to too. do better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, because he can be like, an old man and still be Nick Fury. Right. Yeah. yeah. They just gotta do better. Yeah. I okay. I can. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, the writing recently, with very few exceptions, has been atrocious. Yeah. Like with very few exceptions, mm-hmm. and that has to change even though they're not and the bad thing is they're not even being pushed by D, by by the DCEU yet and it's like you're 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 already just stopping and letting them catch up and it's like just keep doing what you're doing like why it's frustrating it's really frustrating as a fan to see how they're like not really executing the way they should mhm mhm i agree um any final thoughts about the marvels uh, my final thought is I don't want anyone listening to think I didn't like the movie. I liked the movie. Mm-hmm. It was it was fun. I just had a lot of problems with it. Right. I loved. I, I thought. I thought it was a really fun movie. I liked the movie. It's just that there's certain things that you see that you have to call out. Mm-hmm. It's like the whole part of being a fan is being able to be honest with the thing that you're a fan of. It's like there are things that are great about this movie and there are things that are not so great about this movie. It's just mm-hmm. like with a whole lot of things in the MCU, there are really good things, there are really bad things. And no, I, I just wanted it. to I just wanted to to future proof my comments for Nick because Nick like likes to pull stuff out that I say. <laughs> so I'm just future proofing. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, it's like you as a fan, you have to be honest with you. you have to be honest with what you're what you're a fan of. You can't just blindly say this was this was great and nothing was wrong with it. You have to be able to say this was good, but it could have been better. And mm-hmm. that's the only way that you get a better product is right. if you force them to notice that you they're doing good, but things are not the way they used to be, and you have to improve. Mm-hmm. So there's always room for improvement. Yeah. Uh, I guess the only final thought I am going to have is that um, you guys need to work on getting us Monica's backstory. Give us, give us fully fleshed out Monica Rambo. You do it for everybody else. You do it for characters. We don't even right. give a fuck about. Give us a fully fleshed out Monica Rambo so that we can be interested and follow her story moving forward. Because if you don't, that is a disservice to her. It's a disservice mm-hmm. to the actress Tayana, it's it's a dis- it's it's just a disservice. So just right. do her justice. So on that note, that is it for our show. You can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Threads at Fandom Hybrid. You can chat with us on our Discord channel. You can watch our videos on our YouTube channel, and you can listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.